Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Night Football. Yes, it's a Monday episode, and yes, I have a new look. That's right. I uh, just got it done today. Um, I mean, I'm wanting to keep in, I've been wanting to keep a, 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 I guess it's called a French beard, right? I've been wanting to keep this for over, to change it up for a while, but uh, kept putting it off and I've finally done it. Uh, let me know in the comments section, what do you think? And smash a like if you uh, like my new look. <laughs> uh, I obviously appreciate any feedback, although please don't troll me. I would be very upset if you did that. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's get, let's get into it. Let's get into the show. Let's start the year for year for football. So let's get right into it. So just give me a second. I'm going to try to fix my camera quickly. Yeah, that's better. All right. So let's get right into it. Let's talk about uh, the issue at hand. And a big question, actually, there's two big issues that came out of the weekend. Uh, one of those was VAR. Um, but the other one, more timely, I think, is about player injuries. Uh, we'll leave VAR for, for, for this week because we keep talking about it a lot. We've talked about it a lot and we keep talking about it. So uh, maybe we'll leave that one. But now we'll talk about player injuries because that is such a significant issue, especially in the Premier League. Uh, there's a lot of injuries happening, and, and you know, and if you look at a cursory glance, by the way, uh, there's a there's a website. Uh, if you Google it, it's called inju- you know the PremierInjuries.com, by the way. So if you go on that, um, you can actually check out the number of players that are injured, and there's so many of them. I think everybody, and the lowest is Everton, who only have three players out. Um, I think that might, might upset Liverpool fans a little bit. Sheffield United have only three. Spurs only have two, by the way. West Ham have one. So when you look at it, there's actually a disproportionate amount of injuries for the likes of Manchester United, uh, Newcastle, Liverpool. Um, <clears throat> maybe the other clubs uh, have not reported injuries or they're not so serious. They're getting small, short-term injuries. Liverpool, obviously, are really badly affected, but it's actually Manchester United that have the most uh, number of injuries. Uh, surprise, surprise. Although that does include players like Phil Jones, and I think it's, it includes Phil Jones, Marcus Rojo. Is Marcus Rojo included in this? No, probably not. Uh, but even Paul Pogba, uh, you know, Marcus Rojo, Phil Jones is permanently injured. So, you know, you can't really do anything about, about that. I don't think any of you are available. It would matter much. Uh, Luke Shaw perennially injured. Uh, Paul Pogba is on his annual uh, vacation, injury vacation that he takes every year where he takes a few months off with injuries. So, you know, you can't count a few of these players, but yeah, they do have the most number of, uh, of injuries. Of course, Eric Bay as well, another one of those who, you know, uh, plays football in between his injuries. So, uh, it's, it's weird. But, but I mean, when you think about all the injuries and uh, what's, what's, been into, what's happened a lot is that a lot of managers have been complaining about the fixture schedule. They've been complaining about the number of games that players are playing, the fact that there's not adequate rest. There's a whole Wednesday, Saturday debate that's happening as well. Um, and we, and I just thought, you know, it's interesting that uh, to hear these comments. And uh, where do, where do we stand? Where what is it? Is it complaining for the sake of complaining? Is there merit to the arguments? Is there a solution to these arguments? That's what I was thinking. And I thought maybe I'll do this video. Let me see. Let me see if I can uncover some of the things. Maybe see if I can make sense of, of what is being said and what is happening. So I mean, first off, uh, we've said this. Uh, I've said this a thousand times. People on this show have said it a thousand times as well. Uh, the five subs rule was important. It needed to happen this season. They needed to have uh, five substitutions allowed. They didn't pass it. And I think that was a big, big mistake. Right at the bat, right at the start of the season, they should have allowed the five subs rule to be implemented. Uh, the, the, the smaller clubs, the so-called smaller clubs, they decided not to pass it and they decided to keep it at three subs. And I'll talk about the reasons why a bit later on. But that, I think, has made a massive impact on what has happened uh, this season and, and why there are so many injuries already, even though we're just 10 games in. 
but if you look at that injury table, actually, there's not a lot of a lot of clubs have got injuries, but a lot of clubs don't have that many injuries. There's two, three injuries here. That's quite normal actually to have two or three injuries in, in a game in in a, in a team at this point. But that's you know the likes of uh, Sheffield United, uh, um, Everton, Fulham. They probably wouldn't be too unhappy about the fact that they have less injuries, and so they probably feel you know what what the big clubs complaining about. Um, but maybe this list is uh, is not updated, but it looks fairly updated. So West Ham only have one injury, by the way, right now. So, um, and again, we made that, but not having five subs, I think, was the was the first mistake that that has contributed to this. But that's not the only reason why this is gone. I think we have to go back all the way uh, to look. You know, Jurgen Klopp. I mean, I'm going to pick Jurgen Klopp because he's the most prominent voice in this. But Pep Guardiola has talked about it. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has talked about it as well. Uh, David Moyes, kind of uh, in his own Moyesy way, was like in the middle of, of you know, like, oh yeah, maybe you should change it, kind of thing. So there have been managers that have talked about it. But you got to go back. The reason why this whole mess has started, the fact is the the, the fact the games are being crammed, right? They've been crammed so close together. Uh, you know, where you're going to play. Why has that happened? Because the last season ended late, right? Why did that happen? Because we had a lockdown, and during you know because of COVID-19, there was a pandemic. You know, a lot of people have suffered from that. Footballers uh, have also suffered a little bit, maybe not to the extent that the common people have suffered. But fair enough. You know, I'm not going to make light of issues they've suffered. But the fact is, what did what did we all say at that point? What did so many fans were saying? You know, if the football, you a good option would have been to cancel the season at that point and restart in August or September, whenever football is safe to start, start it, and you know, and then go from there and play from there, right? But uh, you know, I mean, and Liverpool fans were all like, oh, you know, we're trying to cancel the league. With Liverpool, you know, we want Liverpool to win the league, so you know, we gotta give Liverpool the league. That you know, fans are all like, oh, uh, you know, this is anti-Liverpool or whatever. But uh, uh, you know. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe quite a few fans were anti-Liverpool. Uh, maybe you know, I, I myself can be claimed to be guilty. Although my reasoning at that time was not that I had anything to do with Liverpool. I think the fact is that the season should have been cancelled. If they had to give Liverpool the title on points per game, so be it. Let them have the title. But I don't think they should have continued the season at that point. They did it because, and the reason why they did it was not because of footballing reasons. This wasn't anything to do with Liverpool winning the title, by the way. The reason why the clubs agreed is because they were losing money hand over fist because of fans not playing. So they wanted that broadcast TV money. Right, and at that point it was okay, right? When you want to get broadcast money, and you want to, and you, and you know, and you want to have those ten games to twelve games, whatever was left over, you wanted to complete those at that time. That was fine, right? Then it's all okay because everybody's fine. Liverpool win the title, blah blah blah. Klopp's very happy with the schedule, apparently, right? Um, Pep Guardiola is pretty happy because he's gonna, you know, because uh, he gets to play all these games, and, you know, and get his team fitness-wise ready for the Champions League tour or whatever, right? No, nobody's complaining at that point, and and you know, and then they had five subs right away at that time, but that's fine. Right, and then all of a sudden, now this season, when things are not going his way, um, you know, Jurgen Klopp starts blasting the schedule, and he, and you know, Guardiola's come out and, and complaining about the schedule, and and you know, Solskjaer's talking about it as well. I mean, it is, it is, isn't it surprising a little bit to think about the teams, the three, the three managers that are buying them that are complaining the most is one, two of those are probably underachieving with their teams, uh, where their clubs should be. They are not where their clubs should be. I mean, City should definitely be top two. Uh, Manchester United probably should be in the top four race. Well, they anticipate themselves to be in the top four race. United don't have a team that's going to be anywhere near the top four, but they anticipate themselves to be in the top four race, and they're not. And Liverpool obviously want to be top and, you know, five, six, you know, ten wins out of ten or whatever at this stage. And the fact that they're second probably creates them a little bit. So it's the teams that are probably not where they want to be are the ones that are complaining, right? And that's, I mean, and again, I'm not saying that Sheffield United with one point at the bottom, you know, uh, you know, very happy where they are. They probably are not as well. But I think they probably didn't expect themselves to be anywhere better than a relegation fight. So they probably don't want that to change. So, you know, there is a little bit of hypocrisy there. I'm not going to deny. There's a little bit of hypocrisy there from, from, the, from the managers. Um, 
but uh, but again the reason why we have such a scam schedule is because we had to finish the last season and so and now they have to come to this season they've got to again shorten it because of the summer tournament which is the euros right so that's that's an issue that's a massive issue that's 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 uh, taken precedence um, and and basically at this point in time what are the options right the broadcast money is absolutely important uh, clubs want that broadcast money because now they're not having fans they're not going to have full stadiums for a while fans are coming back from by the way from tomorrow technically fans are supposed to um, re-enter stadiums. I think it's tomorrow or day after. I think December 2nd probably is when fans can start coming to the stadium, but not full stadium. Sorry, 2,000, 4,000 fans. That's what, that's what you're going to get at best. Um, so this or 50% capacity at best, that's what you're going to get. So you're going to have those uh, number of fans in the stadium. But, you know, broadcast money is going to be important for these clubs to survive because they've all been overspending beyond their means. They all anticipate, you know, big contracts and they spend big amount of money on players. So they need that money. So you can't just say, you know what, I want my money, but I also don't, but I also want a schedule that fits, uh, you know, what I want. I mean, I, obviously, if, if you're going to, if, if the TV company is going to pay you 10 million pounds for your matches, they want to make sure that your matches are shown at the, at the time that fans can watch it. They want to make sure that they show as many matches as possible because they're paying that money. And they, they, I, they, need, they need the return on their investment. So I don't get it why, you know, so again, you, you could make an a, a argument that uh, yes, you know, maybe TV companies should be more accommodating, but then Premier League, you know, has been getting so much of money from uh, from broadcasters, broadcasters that there is, there is an expectation of return on investment, you know, with the, the smaller deals of the Serie A and Bundesliga don't generate, probably don't even generate 50% of the TV revenue that the Premier League uh, generates. So they are probably more. They probably have more flexibility in their deals, whereas uh, United, whereas uh, Premier League clubs don't. And uh, that's just that's just a consequence of what has happened so far. That's just a consequence of you know always uh, being greedy and wanting more money and more money. And so then that's what happens, right? At some point, it comes back to bite you, and it does come back to bite them. And the big clubs uh, keep you know pushing the value of their deals, and they've been asking for more money for themselves. Well, they're the ones who are going to have to suffer. They're going to they're the ones who are going to have to pay the consequences. And, you know, again, people will say, oh, well, the players are human, right? They, you know, it's not about that. But the fact is, who pays the players' salaries? The clubs. Where does the money for the clubs come from? It comes from the, it comes from the broadcast, broadcasters, right? A major, money, major amount of that cash is coming from the broadcasters. So the players, if they, if they really, then they should not probably say, you know what, we can reduce our salaries and take less money from the broadcasters. Would they do that? They wouldn't do that, right? Uh, manager, Jurgen Klopp, uh, Pep Guardiola, you know, top, top they're, they're very well-paid managers. Right? Where is their money coming from? Then they are not doing this altruistically out of the goodness of their heart. They're taking money from the club. And where does that money then come from? So the fact that the TV TV broadcasters are in a sense paying the salaries of the managers and the players, I see it as you know. If I was a business owner, I would be like, well, you know, suck it up. We are paying you so much money. We expect you to uh, fulfill obligations of your contract. And if you can't, then that's too bad. But you know, you're gonna have to do it. I mean, that's you know. And, and there is an argument for that as well. And I get it, you know, the people are oh, players are not robots, but yeah, players are not robots, that's true. But then it's up to the clubs and the big clubs have big squads. I mean, what's the point of having a 30? I mean, Chelsea probably could field three, four teams with all the players that they have on loan. Uh, they could probably field three or four teams. Uh, I'm sure Liverpool could do the same. Uh, you know, they could, they could bring players in from the youth systems and all the players that they keep poaching, all the players that they keep holding, Liverpool, City, United, they all do it, they all do it. And so why not play them? You know, give them a shot. Let them. Let's see if they're good enough. As a United fan, I probably hate it. I probably hate to see uh, a, a defense of. Uh, I mean, probably this defense will be sucks anyway. So I shouldn't say defense. But I would hate to see a midfield uh, that doesn't have Bruno Fernandez in it. I would be absolutely upset if Bruno Fernandez was injured. But at the same time, I can't. You know. You know that's that's the whole point. That's that's why you have squads. But that that's you know it's part and parcel of the game. You have to accept it. 
you have to you have to uh, you know find ways to rotate players rotate the squad rest players you got to do that as a manager as a club you got to find a way to do that i'd be upset but i can't you know there's nothing to complain it's the money is the money that that this coming is coming from the broadcasters especially now more than ever that's important so you can't blame the broadcasters who wanted to maximize their investments and you can't now as a player or manager you can't turn around and say you know what i make 10 million dollars a year i'm just saying that i'm not saying anybody makes that 10 million pounds a year but you know what i'm going to complain against the hand that feeds me no you can't right you took that money you made that commitment now you got to pay now you got to pay the price if if you know and this and this is where i get really upset is when andy robertson tweeted this by the way i wish you know people would uh, you know listen to the uh, people who are actually playing the game when right? people who are actually playing the game well they don't care about well the people who are playing the game don't speak up when they get those big when those big contracts are signed and those big uh, you know and they get those big uh, money deals for themselves they don't seem to complain that oh my god why is that money coming to me or as a player they don't complain yet now suddenly everybody's worried about injuries and all of that the players didn't complain when they were asked to come out of lockdown when everybody knew everybody in their dog knew that the season was going to have to be canned last season and then it was going to affect the season everybody knew that right the players knew that but no liverpool could play a complaint and said oh you know what we don't want to play the few games that are going to help us win the league no no we're going to do that right nobody complains at that point and now suddenly everybody's complaining because they're getting injured and, and not because they're getting injured by the way i don't think they're complaining because players are getting injured they're complaining because their prospects their trophy prospects or their season prospects are getting endangered and that's where hypocrisy comes in and that's and that's a little bit sad to see by the way but on the note of the five subs and like i guess said like i said i mean five subs it's important to have that i think they should have done that they made a mistake but why did that happen right i mean you all you all you got to do look at is the fact that the, the, the premier league the most people don't know this but the premier league is not actually governed by the fa the english fa has absolutely no no uh, stake or no control over the premier league they have a veto over on some on decisions that the that the premier league takes but the premier league is actually governed by the clubs themselves they are the ones who run the league uh, which was the deal that was made back in the when the premier league was formed uh, they are the ones who run the the, the league just in the way that the efl runs the the championship the league one and league two so the premier league clubs decide on what can be done and what can't be done the fa does has very minimal interference and in most cases the fa doesn't even want to interfere with the premier league it doesn't usually interfere in, in premier league matters so it's the premier league decided so you know what has happened now is that because the clubs govern the league themselves the clubs are always on are looking on looking out for their own interests right and that's quite fair i mean why why would you know why would you care about uh, any anything else other than the fact that your club should benefit from anything that happens but ultimately that's the way that's the way business is done that's the way things are done here in this world so that's fair enough and for any rule to pass you need 14 clubs to agree you need two thirds majority so basically you need 14 clubs to agree to any decision that is passed and the issue with that of having 14 clubs passing it is that because of the stratification you got to look at the fact that premier league is not like it's not like la liga la liga serie a bundesliga most all clubs now have five subs right and they have had much lesser injuries they 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 also are able to play games not they also able to play games like if somebody has a game on tuesday in the champions league they can ask for their game to be played on friday right or they have a thursday europa league game they can ask for their game to be played on monday in the domestic league they have this flexibility because of the fact that they have this uh, they don't have much bigger deals they don't have as big deals and because um, it's a much different way in which it's operated so there's a lot more uh, collective interest whereas in the premier league is not a collective interest unless when it comes to asking for more money then everybody is collectively interested uh, but when it comes to uh, when it comes to making decisions for you know within for the league and and for the game of game itself of football itself it's always about individual interests and the fact is i mean and when you look at it from that perspective right now you've got you've got probably you've got everton you've got wolves you've got um, i've thought aside from the big six i'm talking about everton you've got wolves 
it probably include Aston Villa and maybe even Southampton, Leicester as well. Uh, probably four or five clubs that outside of that big six, they also have European ambitions. They also want to get into the Champions League. They want to get into the Europa League. And they believe that they have a realistic shot of getting into those competitions, right? And so for these clubs, what they realize is that if the big six clubs have the five subs rule, then they get an extra advantage that, that you know they don't want to give. So they're like, well, keep it to three subs because we don't have big enough squads. Uh, you know, for example, for Everton, they lost Richarlison and they immediately lost three on the bounce, right? They don't have that depth. They don't have that squad depth. If they lose James Rodriguez, they don't have somebody else who can come in and take their, take that take his place, right? Whereas for United, I mean, you just have to, for example, for United, just in this last game, you know, if you had the five subs rule, he had three subs. Solskjaer, he got he lost Dean Henderson to he lost David De Gea to injury, he lost Alex Alex to injury. He could bring on Dean Henderson, they could bring on Brandon Williams. He still had Timothy Fosumensa, Daniel James, uh, Juan Juan Mata. He had a lot more options. He could have added a few more options on the bench. And then United can still call on international caliber players from the bench if they need to, to win games, right? They can still do that. Same with Liverpool. Liverpool, if they have a full, fully fit squad, they have a really good bench of nine players. Same with Manchester City. Uh, same for Tottenham. Same for Chelsea. Chelsea, pff, <laughs> a really, really good uh, team and bench. So what has happened is these guys, they don't want to give them that advantage of having to be able, of being able to call upon international caliber players from the bench. Uh, and they want them to have that same level playing field, which uh, the likes of Everton and Wolves cannot have, right? It's not the case in La Liga and Serie A and Bundesliga. It's not that way. Bundesliga is pretty much subservient to Bayern anyway. Uh, so for them, it doesn't matter because most of the other teams are more or less on a level playing field. They're not, you know, those that are not, they're not that many. There's not, the, the thing is the stratification is far more pronounced in the Bundesliga and the teams are at a much more even keel. And and I also believe, and there's another part to that, but but this is where it, it comes to. So what it comes down to is because being in the Premier League and being in Europe is such big money and such big bucks at the moment, they don't want to give up that advantage. And so therefore that, that proposal was not passed. Again, individual interests, again, collect, individual interests over collective uh, agreement. So, you know, when they say, well, why, I wish they would take the players cons, uh, you know, into consideration, both the players, why, 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 the, why aren't the players speaking up? Why aren't the Sheffield United players speaking up? Why aren't the... Uh, Wolverhampton players speaking up, and they're saying, you know what, we want five subs for our clubs. Yeah, I'm speaking up. It's the Liverpool players, the United players, maybe, I don't know whether any United players who've come out and said five subs, but I know Liverpool players have not come out, and a few City players, City players, like De Bruyne has come out and said that as well. So again, it's the clubs that are complaining, their players are complaining. It's not the, it's not the smaller club players that are complaining, right? I mean, that's, and that's the thing, that's the issue right now. It's that it's the divide between who's big and who's small and who's making noise, right? The noise isn't coming that, not, not, not a lot of noise coming at the moment from the smaller club players. Maybe there is, maybe I've missed a few. I'm not saying that all smaller club players are not complaining. I'm sure there are a few that are probably privately or publicly expressed that, you know what, we should have it, but you need more voices from those smaller clubs that need to come out and say, you know what, we want five subs. We want to be able to have more rest, uh, you know, during games. And maybe then things will change, but at the moment it's not, it's not, it's not coming. There's not a lot, not a lot of noise coming from players. So that's, uh, that's creating the issue. And the other part of it, of course, is because they are not aligned with the FA, because the FA is pretty much independent of the Premier League, the Premier League operates completely independently. They don't like the fact that their players go on England duty. Right? You always hear that managers complaining about, oh, we don't want players going on international duty. We don't want that. You barely hear that, rarely ever hear that from, from, from the German clubs or the Spanish clubs or you know, the other clubs. You, I, 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 I haven't noticed. Please tell me in the comments if you've noticed any of the uh, club managers complaining about their players going into national duty and getting injured or not or not or not uh, or playing too much. I haven't seen that, but maybe maybe you might have heard that. They don't complain about that, and the reason for that is again because they are interest aligned because the FA understands because the clubs understand that they, that you know the national team needs players and the national team also wants to, they want the national team to also do well. Premier clubs don't care about England. They've never cared about England, and for them it's like an inconvenience, right? So 
I mean, that's it. But what are the solutions, right? Is the whining, uh, is the whining and complaining justified? To a certain extent, maybe, maybe it is. I mean, for sure, I mean, players are getting injured, players are struggling. So it's definitely, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not without uh, cause. But at the end of the day, you've signed those contracts. Your club signed that contract. You signed the contract with that club. Your salary is coming because of that reason. So you've just got to suck it up and take it on the chin. Yeah, you know, and for, for me as a fan as well, surely my club will be affected as well. I'm sure, you know, fact is uh, going into uh, the game on Wednesday now against PSG, United are going to be without uh, Luke Shaw and uh, Alex Sellers. We're not going to have a proper left back, by the way. So, you know, but what can you do, right? What are you going to do? You can't do anything. That's, it's just the way it is. That's, you've got to, you've got to take it on the chin. You've got to be able to find a way out of it. And uh, otherwise, because that's, the, because that's the, the deal that you made. That's the deal that you went with. And other, the time to do the talking, the, the, the stand, taking a stand, the competing should was a long, long time ago. This should have been done back in April, back in May. But at that time, it was all short-sightedness. It was all about, let's complete the league. Let's get into the, let's win the league. Let's get into the Champions League, all of that. It was all those questions about player clubs wanting certain things. But the fact is, they shouldn't have done it then. They, they should have, that, that, if, if, they, if, if clubs had a long-term view beyond just the greed for immediate cash, they would have realized what a mistake it was at that point, but they didn't. So now, to start complaining, it's too late. It's just too late. Um, it, are there any potential solutions? Well, yes, there are. I mean, I, I don't think the Nations League needed to happen. I don't know why UEFA decided to go ahead with it, but again, then it's again the case of FAs needing money as well, right? Again, greed of money. It all comes down to money. It always comes down to money. And because the FAs wanted money, so they were like, no, no, we've got to play the Nations League because that's where we are making our money, right? With players playing and, you know, watching those games. So they had to do that for money. So they did that, which I think was a mistake. And they should have cut that out. They should have cut out international friendlies. But again, it's about money. It's about greed. So they played the international friendlies as well. What I think should have happened is if they were going to play Nations League and international friendlies, what they should have done was they should have probably put a cap and they should have said no player can play more than a certain X number of games in, in, in this in, in this international breaks. So basically no player can play more than say uh, 140 minutes or something like that. Just make a minutes or like a number of games. So you know, basically what happens is then you've limited the player, player can only play this much time. As they play over, then, you know, you got to find the, the club is fined or the, or there's like a suspension or something, some kind of fine, some kind of, uh, um, yeah, some kind of fine, some kind of incentive or some kind of deterrent from uh, international teams playing their players too much. The benefit of that beyond just keeping players fit would have been the fact that, that they would have been able to unearth some young talents. I mean, that's, that's ultimately what it is. I mean, if you look at it from the positive, there's an opportunity here for clubs to find new talent, to find young talent that they can bring through from the academy or, you know, somebody that they may have bought and forgotten about, uh, you know, try, try new players, try new, try new systems, try new tactics, you know, different tactics. They could, that this, is an op this would have been an opportunity for national teams. And now this is going to be an opportunity for clubs. I mean, think about the fact that Liverpool have now found a very good defender in, in Nat Phillips. They probably, you know, had this, they knew that he was very good. They probably knew he was very good, but they never had a chance to test him out, and they wouldn't have tested him out in a normal season. How many games would Nat Phillips have played if he was playing at Liverpool? Because Van Dijk plays every game. Joe Gomez, you know, and Matip keep rotating between themselves. How many games Nat Phillips was probably going to play a few cup games here and there? But now they've seen him play in the league. They know now that he's a very good defender. So now they've got uh, a central defensive option. Same with uh, Reese Williams. They probably now know that Neko Williams is not good enough to play at this level. Uh, maybe Curtis Jones has got games as well. So they've got those uh, those uh, another that talent. Same with Manchester United, they, who. We finally seen games for Axel Twanzibi. Uh, we've not yet seen a lot of actually the young players, but there are quite a few young players waiting in the wings trying to get a shot. And you know that it's an opportunity. Same for Manchester City, uh, who were able to field uh, Delap, right? Uh, I forget his first name, but Delap, Rory Delap's son, played and scored a goal. So there's always opportunities, and you just got to find those opportunities. I mean, a lot of managers keep talking big about wanting to give young talent a chance. Well, well, here's your opportunity: give young players a chance and see what they can do. So anyway, now my phone is ringing for some reason. I do not know why, 
but uh, just give me a second. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, but give young players a chance and see how that goes. But anyway, so there is opportunities, there are solutions. It's just a matter of finding a way around them um, and being a little bit creative, being a little bit uh, open-minded, but uh, unfortunately the game is governed by very incompetent people and uh, it is actually being overseen by very incompetent people. So there's not always solutions and sometimes people just complain for the sake of complaining. But anyway, that's my opinion. Let me know what you think. Um, is, there a, is there a solution for the injury crisis that has, uh, uh, that has uh, engulfed uh, um, uh, the Premier League? Is there a solution to the overload of games that are, that are taking place? What, 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 what are the solutions that you have in mind? Uh, let me know in the comment section below. Please smash a like if you enjoyed this video. Um, and uh, I mean, I know I went a little bit, I railed a bit, but I feel like that's, you know, something that we need to talk about as well. So let me know what you think in the comment section and smash a like if you enjoyed this video and please subscribe to the channel if you're new. We've reached 120 subscribers. We're going to try now and get to 130 subscribers. So, uh, you know, if you enjoy this content, if you want to see more of this, please remember to, please do subscribe and we'll keep producing this kind of content. We'll keep trying to uh, create more engaging, engaging content uh, for you. So, uh, you know, your support will be very, very much appreciated. Thank you so much. Have a good evening or morning, whatever time you're watching this. And uh, we'll see you again very soon. The Champions League begins tomorrow. So once again, we've got some very big games coming tomorrow, to, to, tomorrow and day after. So we'll probably do a, a reaction show for that as well at some point. But uh, take care. Have a good night or day. Bye-bye.